0: welcome to the nudge we take things one step at a time mix by mix track by track decibel by decibel i am your host mark papers senior engineer at mpe mobile production engineers call or text 888 90 mpe now to get started we got you with the sauce podcast mixing music mixing and mastering vocal tuning beat mixing plus much more Today, we're going to be looking at the high-frequency range of the dynamic spectrum. The top end of the song can easily be overdone. You need to treat this area with care and with caution. Let's get right into it. There's nothing worse than having an overly bright mix with too much treble or high-end. We got the bass covered in the previous episodes. Today, we're going to talk about the treble. Highs can range from 2K to 6K. We call this the high-mids. Our ears are very sensitive to this range based on equal loudness curves, which contains complex harmonics. This frequency is linked to loudness, definition, presence, and speech intelligibility. Upper high frequencies range between 6K to 20K. Even though they contain little energy for most instruments, it's still an important range for sure. High frequencies are normally associated with brilliance, sparkle, and air. Taming high-end is a tricky endeavor. You have to get it in control very, very quickly. Sibilant vocals and bright instruments can make high-end go crazy. When it makes is too bright, we tend to call it harsh in the engineering world. The top end of the speakers is very sensitive, so you always wanna gain match any EQ changes that you make. If you have a dull vocal, adding air can make it sound a bit exciting and match the tone of your song. So it can be a great way to make it sound a little bit more brighter if it doesn't have enough shine. I'm going to be getting an example. I got some raw vocals. I'm going to let you hear that what it sounds like. It has about 3 to 5 dB of air added at 8K just to hear it have that excitement. I'm going to get into that first example with no EQ in a second. Yeah, outfit is so hot It's like I'm pulling on the matches And I ain't talking gangster But I pull up with the ratchets And after this club shit I put on my mattress I've been making moves Now I'm practicing my backflips. chair. Nice Notice the tone of the vocal Now I'm gonna let you hear what it sounds like With 60 B's at 8K To add air to the vocal So let's check that out right now yeah, fit is so hot, it's like I'm pulling on the matches And I ain't talking gangster, but I pull up with the ratchets And after this club shit, I put on my mattress I've been making moves, now I'm practicing my backflips Now that you heard those first two takes You can hear what EQ changes at the upper range of the frequent response Really does to a vocal recording Um, You can make a dull recording sound a lot more bright just by adding a few dBs at the upper range, specifically at the 8K, 10K, 12K. Again, every song is different, so you want to play with it and make sure that you find the range that matches with the song that you're working on. Um, Also, remember that you want to use this very sparingly. You don't want your vocal to sound too crispy when you are adding EQ on the upper range. Uh, Remember we said this is a very important frequent response even though it doesn't have a lot of energy in it. Um, so you want to be very light-handed on this one. Lots more in the podcast, but first, a quick word from our sponsor. Tune into the Max Michaels Artist Development Program. If you're an up-and-coming artist who wants to learn how to make $4,000 a month as an unsigned artist, email your name and one song to maxmichaelsllc at gmail.com. They'll give you one complimentary feedback on your song and solutions to start making money with your music. Max Michaels Artist Development Program gives you the tools and education to make money and gain real supporters with your music. They set plans, budgets, target goals, reaching your target audience, and defining differences between reaching your audience and engaging with your audience. Email your name and one song to LLC at gmail.com. Let's get back into it. So going over my producer notes, I noticed that I wanted to also show you another take on the same section previously. I want to show you what it sounds like when you remove 6 dB of high-end frequency. So if you have an extra bright vocal, you can make it less sibilant and uh, balance it out a little bit. So let's get into that take and see what that sounds like. Yeah, outfit is so hot. It's like I'm pulling on the matches. I ain't talking gangster, but I pull up with the ratchets. And after this club shit, I put on my mattress. I've been making moves. Now I'm practicing my backflips. Cheer. Beautiful. So you heard the different ranges, and what we can do by just moving that frequency range um, in different directions, and what type of effect that has on each vocal take. Since we're covering everything about EQs, we should talk about using EQs in your effect chain. And that's what we're going to cover in the next section. Using EQs after your sentence, such as reverbs and delays, can change the character, can change the color, and even the sound. I'm going to show you a vocal take on this song called Automatic. I'm going to let you hear the vocal take dry with no effects initially, just so we can hear the shape, the tone, and what the sound actually sounds like. Let's get right into it. Zip, papers about to be on lift. Haters are making them plead the fifth. Throwing these lames up off a cliff. Fall from the bottom. I'm on the ladder. I don't do talk. You do the chatter. All of the cap it's making me madder. Chasing the cheese, pockets is fatter. Alright, so notice the sound of that vocal take. Uh very clean, no effects on there at all. Um in the next section I'm gonna show you. I added a stock reverb from Logic, and I turned the send almost all the way up. That way we can hear, hear the reverb, the sound of it actually. So um let's get into that and see how that one sounds. Zip, papers about to be on lift, haters are making them plead the fifth. do don't these blames up off for cliff, fall from the bottom, I'm on the ladder, I don't do talk, you do the chatter, all of the cat, it's making me madder, chasing the cheese, pockets is fatter. All right, nice. So on the last take, you can hear the emphasize reverb on the next take i'm going to make an eq cut to shape the sound of it so i'm going to take out some of the low end some of the high end of the reverb so it cuts through the mix better um this is a great technique to use so we're getting into using eq to shape the sound of your sends um the cuts that were made were made at 500 hertz and at 8k so let's get into that take and see what that sounds like. Zip, papers about to be your lift. Haters are making them plead the fifth. Throwing these lanes up off a cliff. Fall from the bottom. I'm on the ladder. I don't do talk. You do the chatter. All the cap, it's making me madder. Chasing the cheese, pockets is fatter, rev it up, let these hoes hear the engine gave a D and can't get out my mentions all oh, man. Okay, on that last take, you can hear how much reverb is cut from the vocal take. So it's a great idea to additionally shape your reverb by EQing to avoid some of the muddiness or some of that high-end that you really don't need. It just makes the reverb sound like there's too much of it, so it's good to always clean it up. Um, So next, I'm going to let you hear the same concept being applied, but this time to the delay. So you can use an EQ after the reverb on your records, and you can also use it after delay. And either way, it's going to make it sound a little bit different. Uh, so here's the first take you can hear the delay that I used on the vocal I'm using h delay plugin by waves so let's get right into Zip that Steps papers about to be on left haters are making them plead the fifth don't these flames up off a cliff. fall from the bottom i want a ladder i don't do talk you do the chatter all the cap it's making me madder chasing the cheese fuckers is flatter rev it up let these holes head the engine gave a d and can't get out my mentions on oh me okay so you can hear the delay right up front in that last take when you eq the delay it gives space so that can be pushed more further to the back of it um so i made a cut of the delay eq at around 333 hertz and another high pass at one hundred and twenty-one K. So let's see what that sounds like with the delay on. Zip papers about to be on lift. Haters are making them plead the fifth. Don't these flames up all for grips. Fall from the bottom, I'm on the ladder. I don't do talk. You do the chatter, all the cap, it's making me madder. Chasing the cheese, box is fatter, rev it up, let these holes hear the engine, gave a D, and can not get out my mentions on oh Excellent. The last take has the EQ on the delay and is doing a great job of making the delay tuck back into the mix. It sounds a lot better and it cuts a lot cleaner. So next time that you're doing a reverb or you're doing a delay, you may want to just throw an EQ on the end of that effect send chain, and that way you can shape the sound a lot better. So that wraps up our last section. Um let's get into our last session where we wrap up everything we covered over the past couple episodes about EQs, the different types, what they do, and why we use them. As we mentioned, EQs have many applications. Although equalizers are not only tools that alter frequencies, the most common and simple terms change the tonality of signals. The simple ability is behind many, many applications where we use to balance our frequency spectrum, where we shape our instruments and sounds, we use for separation and also for definition, but also to convey feelings and mood. If you want to make a song sound a lot darker, you can EQ that effect and that feeling into the song. Quote of the day, "...distinguishing frequencies and mastering their manipulation is perhaps the greatest challenge mixing has to offer." I totally agree. Once you learn how to EQ and use different effects and the reason why you're using it, that's when you actually get better as a mastering and mixing engineer because you're making more decisions based on things that you actually want to accomplish rather than guessing. And that's when you cross different levels and you get better at engineering and mixing. Let's recap the different frequency bands, associations and ranges. We have the low bass, which is between 20 to 60 hertz, also known as very lows. This range is mostly felt more than it is heard, and is associated with power rather than pitch. Next up, we have the mid-bass, which is 60 hertz to 120 hertz. Within this range, we start to hear and perceive tonality, also associated with power, mostly of the bass and the kick. Next, we have the upper bass, which is 120 hertz to 250 hertz. Most instruments have fundamentals within this range. This is where you can hear and alter the natural tone of the instrument, right in the middle. Coming up next, we have the low mids. That's 250 hertz to 2K. Mostly, this is the very important low order harmonics of various instruments because their color is a big part of the sound. So the low mids, 250 to 2K. Next, we have high mids, 2K to 6K. Our ears are very sensitive to this range. This range contains complex harmonics, and it is linked to loudness, definition, presence, and speech intelligibility. Lastly, we have the highs. This is where 6K to 20K contains little energy for most instruments, but an important range all the same associated with brilliance, sparkle and air. Being a great mixing engineer, you have to know all of your ranges and how to work within each range to make a song sound balanced and fit together. Another tactic of EQ that we spoke about are high pass and low pass filters. High-pass filters are common in mixes of recorded music. First, they remove any low-frequency gremlins such as rem- rumble or main hum um, and all the recorded tracks. They just get a little bit of space because, you know, a lot of that buildup isn't getting a chance to, um, you know, muddy up your song. Despite removing spectral content, high-pass filters increase clarity and definition and can make the treated instruments stand out more in the mix, so really great to use them as far as high pass filters low pass filters they're twin they do the exact opposite they remove hiss and high frequency noise all right so there's three primary types of EQ graphic EQs parametric EQs and semi parametric EQs like the SSL e-channel graphic EQs are great for fine-tuning wide bands of instruments Commonly used in mastering and live applications. Parametric EQs are versatile and ideal for both surgical and broad changes. Great for sweeping and finding ugly frequencies and resonances. Semi-parametric EQs are great for when you want to apply a broad EQ to a general frequency band. Ideal for group and bus processing. Ideally, in your DAW, you're going to have a lot of different EQs and plugins that you're going to range from. Um, I have a few of mine that I like to use, and any mastering or mixing engineer is going to feel the same way. You're going to get more comfortable with different ones because they handle different tasks. And most importantly, you're going to get more familiar with the sound, is which I'm trying to really... Um, tell you about in this podcast, you know, using your ear is going to make you the best type of engineer over the long run, more than anything, um, rather than your effects. You know, your, your tools are just one way to get the job done, but how you use them, I would say, is the most important thing on getting better as a mixing and mastering engineer. Exactly. So this has been the nudge where we take things one step at a time mix by mix, track by track, decibel by decibel. I am your host, Mark Papers, Senior Engineer at MPE, Mobile Production Engineers. Call or text 888-90-MPE-NOW to get started. We got you with the sauce, podcast mixing, music mixing and mastering, vocal tuning, beat mixing, plus much more. You already know. Get in tune with us.